0: What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new ringer show Off the Pike that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox going to run, Or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes, too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow Off the bike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
0: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with $25,000
2: The Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Kohlbeck. We are going through our must-add players after Week Three. Here's how it works. It's really simple. We all simulate, you know, your waiver process. We go through each position. We give our top pick at each position, but only one of us gets them. And so, when we pick the same person, we do trivia. It's a tiebreaker. You'll get it if you haven't seen it before. It's really easy. We're gonna go through them. If you like the trivia part, email us at, at gmail.com. You can send us more trivia. Remember, we kind of need number-related things. Whatever you float your boat, ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com to emails trivia. With all that said, let's just get right to it. Yeah. Running, running back, I feel like this is yep. really easy. DK, who's your number one running back must add after week three?
3: Uh, I'm going with Khalil Herbert for the Bears, who there's a little discrepancy between the different platforms. So on uh, Yahoo, I believe he's rostered 49% of leagues, but ESPN just 25% of leagues. So what honestly, are they doing over a, there at ESPN? There's a discrepancy. I don't know what's going on.
2: Whatever you got, platform you're on. I mean, I have Khalil Herbert number one too. Craig, I, I assume. I do. Yeah. You also. Yeah. The
3: okay. I guess the other the only other caveat I would say is if Jamal Williams is out there, I probably would put him in the same tier. I don't know. Where'd you rank Jamal Williams versus Herbert? Uh, well,
2: I would rank him. I mean, I, look, Jamal Williams. Do you know where Jamal Williams ranks right now among all running backs in fantasy points? Sixth, Six. top eight. Yeah. Yeah, he's six. So like Jeez. I mean, yeah, add him too. Like literally if they both <laughs> to get both of them. I'd like, probably no...
3: prioritize Williams just because he's gonna have this role indefinitely. Plus, DeAndre Swift is hurt right now. Yeah. Yeah, you have to
2: if Jamal Williams is out there, you have to add Jamal Williams. Uh I feel like he's probably less likely to be out there, but yeah, add Jamal Williams first, but he's below or he's above our threshold for this exercise. But Jamal Williams is like the great like the graduated number one. But we all chose Khalil Herbert as our number one, so we'll Little trivia. I mean, this one's easy, right? David Montgomery's hurt. Yeah, he ran yeah. it twenty
4: times for 160 yards, two touchdowns. He was the number one running back this week. Well, what else do you need us to say? You know he's the RB seven? Khalil Herbert's the RB seven on the season. What?
3: Because of this huge ass week. Wow. That's,
4: that's how incredible. bleak running back is.
2: <laughs> you know what? I'm glad bleak. everyone comes to this podcast for that cutting edge analysis. You know the guy who beat everyone else last year? Just just add him. But well, not last last week. I can't even speak English. All right. Trivia showdown for Let's
4: Khalil do Herbert. It. Yeah. All right, are you, before I do it, are you going to put your hands up?
3: But yeah, sure. What, are you going to put your hands up? Right, like you like you just a I know, but I,
4: I want to create energy. I don't want to just be oh the only guy screaming. Fine. I, w- I want to see right. it. All right, ready? This is the Khalil Herbert. Yeah, he's got his hands up. Showdown time!
3: He looks like he's never put his hands up before in his life. I don't know what to do he with that. He looks his look hands. like Ricky Bobby after the race. <laughs>
2: like, uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. We got a crazy one from Wilson. 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 From the start of last off season to the Super Bowl, how many times was Mike Davis is how many times was Mike Davis mentioned on this podcast?
3: How does he know that first of all? He went through
2: and counted all of them, which is crazy. Like he grabbed the transcripts? He sent a spreadsheet of every time. Wow. Holy hell.
4: That is some dedication right there. Good for you, Wilson. You're a you are a premium customer. You're like on you're a VIP. Welcome. So what was the
3: timeline again, Heifetz? Start of last year?
2: Uh, the start of left offseason. I don't know what that means. The start of left offseason to the Super Bowl.
3: A year. A year.
2: Let's go with a year. Yeah. So
3: Heifetz talked about him a lot. He must have been burned. This, this, Heifetz, you're on this guy's to kill list for sure. Probably. Like you burned him badly with this Mike Davis thing. So he we went back and counted the number of times that you mentioned Mike Davis. I'm going to say 60. Yeah. I'm going to say 100. My gut was originally seventy five. Wow, there we go.
2: Oh my god, that's disgusting. It's three hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of time. Wow, that's so many times. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone. One last time. Wow, three hundred and fifty times. Okay, so uh, I don't. Who said what? I don't even know. T K, you said a hundred. I said a hundred, so I won. So you win. So you get Khalil Herbert, and nice. then Craig. You said seventy five. Yeah. So you get your number two pick, and again Jamal Williams is not in this exercise. So if Khalil Herbert's gone, who do you take? the running back.
4: Um, are we allowing Madison, Alexander Madison to be included? He is. Yes. We, yeah. Okay. He's oh, I was going to mention on, him on, too. Yeah. yeah. He's 37% rostered in ESPN. He's 55 in Yahoo. Uh, so if I get him, I will take him. Dalvin Cook, uh, has an injury. He's battling a shoulder injury. I I, I saw... Is it shoulder or wrist? Because I saw both shoulder. reports. Well, it's like shoulder. It's like
2: everything. He was grabbing his wrist, but I think that people thought that meant a wrist injury, but it really is because his shoulder... she has shoulder issues.
4: So he's expected a... I saw today that he's expected to wear a brace and play in week four, according to pro football talk um, against the Saints. But... You know, I, I with Dalvin Cook, I mean, he, he's as likely to leave mid-game as anybody. And even if he plays the whole game, I imagine they're going to be working on Alexander Madison more. I think Madison is a great—he's obviously a great add for, like, the rest of the season. He's he's one of those handcuffs where I, if you have him on your team, I wouldn't drop him the entire year just because he's so valuable if Dalvin ever goes down. But I do think there is a chance that this week specifically, if you're just worried about week four, that he will get enough run. Even if Dalvin plays, that he could be a viable flex play above that Amendoza line that we kind of talk about.
2: Alex Madison replaced Dalvin Cook four times last year. Like he started four games and he was top 13 every single week that he did it. So you have to just try and get him just in case either Dalvin's injury gets worse or whatever. So I get the short stick because Jamal Williams is gone, Khalil Herbert's gone, Alex <laughs> Madison's gone. <laughs> Those, Those are, are by like the super far odd,
3: the best, by far
2: the best. Usually the obvious ones. And now I just get absolutely screwed. So I guess I'll start, uh, oh, uh, God, this sucks. Uh, if I had to go with someone this week, there's really only two dudes. I mean, there's Samaje Piran for the Bengals, who Joe Mixon kind of has a tweaked ankle, and they're playing Thursday. So if in any world, we're recording this Monday, if anything between now and Thursday, where anything happens with Joe Mixon's ankle's worse, I mean, Samadji Piran maybe could get, you know, maybe he ends up getting half the carries of the Bengals. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, I I hate to say it, I think if you're in a flex pinch, I mean, Rex Burkhead would Ooh. do. I mean, I hate to say it, but like Damian Pierce, who, you know, is beloved on the spot. He matured, as Craig really creepily said <laughs> last week. Uh, really off-putting. But
4: He did, though. I'm just saying, that aged well. But the Texans are... Were Literally and when
2: But the Texans <laughs> are like... Using, yeah, oh. Texans are using him as a traditional running back. But the Texans also had an easy schedule. They're playing terrible teams. Like, they're playing the Bears... The Texans are going to get to the st- stomped part of their schedule, they're going to keep getting wrecked. Rex Burkhead is getting all the passing down situations like any second and longs, third and longs. That's all Rex Burkhead. So when the Texans, you know, the universe nature begins to heal and the Texans go back to losing a lot, I feel like Rex Burkhead will be the completely serviceable 9ish 12ish points at a PPR league and it'll be fine and it's, you know, you just might vomit a little looking at it, but he can get the job done. So I guess I'll go with Rex Burkhead.
3: Did you yeah. not, did you have JD McKissick on your list? I feel like I he's he's a, yeah. I would rather have McKissick over Burkhead at this point.
4: Yeah, McKissick is second in the NFL among running backs and catches. And they're playing Dallas, you know, they're all I, commanders, much like the Texans, are just always in negative game scripts. I think spiritually JD McKissick and Rex are the same it's kind of right. the, same the same vibe. Person. Same role. Yes, Burkhead's like has the six highest route rate, targets per route among running backs. So it's like, they're, they're kind of the same guy. Can I throw one more that I was thinking about? Uh, Jerick McKinnon is 7% yeah. rostered yeah. Uh, in, in Yahoo Leagues. He has not put up huge numbers. He had, he's put up six, eight, and two points. But they're playing the Bucks Sunday night. It could be like a check down game for Mahomes who wants to get the ball out early against that pass rush. But McKinnon is playing a lot. And as a Clyde manager... Somebody has Clyde on their team, me. I know I recognize that, and I'm very aware how much McKinnon is on the field, and it's um, a ton. He's actually played 30 more snaps than Clyde this season, and he's run more routes. So I think that the pendulum is going to kind of swing back towards McKinnon over the next few weeks because it's really Clyde's been getting lucky. I mean, he had seven carries for zero yards this week and a touchdown, and <laughs> that's McKinnon a rare, had seven carries a this week as thing. well,
3: yeah, zero yards and a touchdown. I think
4: McKinnon, who's pretty much playing even snaps with Clyde, actually more so, is, is, is kind of a decent ad for the next few weeks. See how it kind of shapes out.
2: I think that's a good call. McKinnon, uh, uh, yeah, if you're watching the Chiefs, McKinnon looks better than any of his numbers. would say. Like he's playing well. Like, I don't know how he has so much juice. He missed, like, felt like two full seasons with with injuries, but he just look, kind of looks explosive. And yeah, every time you want Clyde in, it's him. I, I think I like, this is crazy to say, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I just kind of like Burkhead more than McKissick. I feel like McKissick played a lot this week because the Eagles were up was it 24-0 at halftime? And so the whole second half, it was McKissick was just, you know, dumped dump offs. Like, I don't think Carson Wentz's natural state of order is checkdowns to J.D. McKissick. So, I mean, Washington's playing Dallas next week. We're, I mean, it's Monday. We have not seen the Cowboys play the Giants. I assume the Cowboys beat the Giants. But I feel like the Cowboys aren't jumping to a 20-0 lead on Washington next week. But again, at this point, if you're, de- if you're actually debating which of these guys do pluck off waivers and insert in your lineup, you're already pretty down bad, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tough. you know, it's the, more like you ask God for help on this one more than us. The like running back group Burkett. this
3: week, in particular, after after the like the main guys, Herbert and Madison and Williams, is it's Rough. bad. It's bad.
2: The, yeah. And if you don't need immediate help but you want to stash, there's two guys I would throw uh, Brian Robinson. We keep saying him, but like mm. if you have an IR spot or whatever, he's allowed to come back after week or uh, after after week four, four week five, after week five.
3: Well, I, I think out. he's after week four. He can come back.
2: Yeah. So Brian Robinson got shot. Don't understand how he's going to play football, but apparently he is. And it's kind of like I don't know if he's going to come back and immediately take this job. But if he is, and you have an IR spot, I don't know. Let him be on a, your IR spot when you find out instead of you know waivers. Because if he's good, just he'll already be on your team. And then the other one's just Jalen Warren for the Steelers. Kind of the like even by Thursday football standards, just an ugly game on Thursday. Jalen Warren looked good for the Steelers, man, and Najee Harris. Has this foot injury, if anything happens to Najee, Jalen Warren looks like he would be super capable, like everyone else in that offense except Trubisky.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
2: Receivers. DK, who's your number one receiver target after week three?
3: This one's tough. It it came down to a number of different guys. I want to throw out a few that I eliminated based on the criteria that we have in place. Russell Gage for the Buccaneers, who was just over the criteria limit 40% on Yahoo. And then Traylon Burks for the Titans, who, again, was just over the limit. I want to mention those two guys, because if those guys are out there, I'd probably prioritize both of them before the guy that I'm going to say next. And that guy is Zay Jones for the Jags. Eleven targets, ten catches, eighty-five yards, and touchdown this last week. He's second in the, on the team in targets this year, and yards, one hundred seventy-three yards, most catches on the team. He's leading the Jags in catches. Uh, he has a twenty-two point six percent target rate, and it's continuing to go up. He had thirty percent target rate this last week. Um, so I don't know. I think I chose Jones over a number of guys that were very, very close, um, sort of like in my priority list here. Who else were who, who were you deciding between? I wanted everybody to get Dortched. Greg Dorch this week, I think, is a good option. He's already, he's right now in PPR. He's the wide receiver 18. Like, Crazy. That is kind of a bonkers stat. The only reason I didn't have him above is because when Rondell Moore comes back, it muddies the water, and I'm not 100% sure he's going to play long term. So basically, if you need a guy this week, Dorch is a good, he's a good option. Rondell Moore comes back, and he might take Dorch's spot in the lineup. I don't really know. Or they might rotate and just like, it all go to hell. Um, Zay Jones, I think, is, has a spot in this lineup and, and could be a flex guy the rest of the year. So that's kind of why I prior, prioritize Jones just a little bit. And then the other guy I was going to mention is Romeo Dubs for the Packers, who had a really good game this last week. Um, there's a lot of injuries in the Packers' uh, offense right now, especially at the receiver position. So that could, you know, could be volatile, but he looked really good and he could see his role expand as the year goes on.
2: Remember when we had that conversation and we figured out whether it was Romeo Dobbs or Romeo Dubs?
3: It's wait, Dobbs. I said Dobbs, didn't I? Dobbs. Shit. Yeah, wait, what did we decide? It's, it's Dobbs. Dobbs.
2: It's Dobbs? Yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. Because it looks that. like Dubs, and it's not what it looks like.
3: It looks like Do- Do- Dobbs. Dobbs. Anyways, it's Dobbs. I said it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's Dobbs.
4: I actually put Romeo Dobbs. Uh, Sammy Watkins went to IR. Christian Watson, the rookie, was out with a hammy inju- uh, injury. And Dobbs looked pretty good. He had eight catches on eight targets, 73 yards, touchdown. More importantly, he ran around on 94% of offensive plays, uh, which is uh, an extremely high number. They play the Bucks next week. Even if Watson comes back, Kristen Watson, the rookie. Well, they played the Bucks this week. Patriots oh, sorry. They week. play the Patriots next week. Um, like I said, even if Watson comes back, like it's, it's Randall Cobb, it's Dobbs and it's Watson, and, like, Dobbs looks good. I mean, he obviously looks good all preseason. Yeah, he was
3: the he, training camp star, so.
4: Right. He obviously got the run uh, this week, and it worked out, so, like, I'll, I'll still take it. I know Lazard is there still, but uh, I'll get the number three guy uh, fighting for the number two spot in
2: in Green Bay. These were my two top two guys as well for receiver. I think that they offer are? different things. Zay Jones for Jaguars and Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs? God, how am Dobbs. I? I knew it was Dobbs, and now D.K. has me <laughs> saying <laughs> Dobbs. Brainworm, <sighs> I gotcha. Be proud of yourself What was I saying Okay so Zay, Yeah as you said Zay Jones is leading The category and everything I think Zay Jones Is more consistency And Romeo Dob- uh, Dobbs Is more upside Like right, Zay right. Jones Here's the thing With the Jaguars They're always playing Three receiver sets And they're not really Subbing guys out They don't have some Fourth receiver rotating Like the Chiefs They got like You know Obviously Kelsey But like there's Juju And Mecole And and um, Marcus And Scantling And like a little Sky Moore And then they'll have Like three tight ends And it's Justin Jaguars Watson do that. Yeah, yeah the Jaguars Don't do that The Jaguars are just like this is what we do. And these are the people who do it. And it's just like, if you have a store around the corner, it's like, there's two cashiers. It's like one of those two people. That's kind of the Jaguars. It's always those people. And Say Jones has been really successful, even though the Jaguars have actually been running it a lot because they've been winning these games. They're stomping the chargers and they're running the ball in the second half. Like the, the Jaguars having the start has actually meant, there's actually probably more passing in Trevor Lawrence's future than there's already been, which is kind of funny to think about. But I think Zay Jones has been really solid, consistent. Like, he's just going to get you that flex. So if you just were like, you know what? Give me like nine points of money in the bank. I'm fine. Like, I just let me hey, survive.
3: He, dude, he signed, a, he signed a three-year, $24 million contract this offseason.
2: Yeah, he's good. The <laughs> yeah. flip side, I, I, think, I think I would add Romeo Dobbs, which is a much more high-variance option. Romeo Dobbs, I think, is a lot more likely to get you like two points. And you just smack yourself in the face. But like, the I can't upside believe. is
4: there of him becoming the guy in Green Bay, like twenty exactly. plus points.
2: Yeah, Dobbs is the upside of like. I guess I would put it this way: Green Bay has made a what all of us. It, the polite word is peculiar. The or, you know, some would say a clusterfuck of a decision to let Devontae Adams go and just be like, you know, Sammy Watkins and and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. They'll just figure all this out. Alan Lazard, Rogers, just make this work. Now, Sammy Watkins is on IR, as Craig said. If Romeo Dobbs does in fact rise to the level that it's possible, and Aaron Rodgers said that he has gotten a rapport with him in training camp and Romeo Dobbs has done things that Rodgers said, only players in the Packers, like, top 10 all-time receiving yards has done which he does not just hand out the criticism or sorry praise I just if Dobbs becomes that guy it needs to be on my team
3: the other thing that's interesting about uh, how they utilized Dobbs this last weekend was it was basically a bunch of low a dot stuff they were scheming up ways to get him the football and he did a lot with it I'm trying to find his a dot here um I mean, he only average depth of
2: the target for people who aren't nerds on the internet.
3: Yeah, sorry, he had he he only had 25 air yards in this game. Like they were getting him shot uh, looks close to the line of scrimmage, letting him do stuff afterwards. But the weird thing is, and the cool thing is, that could like potentially make him even more interesting down the line. Is he was like a deep threat in college, and in the preseason they were getting a lot. He was getting a lot of love for um, just like making a big play down the field every practice, basically. And so, um, I think there's a lot of meat on the bone for him to you know expand on what he did in this last game too. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely kind of excited about Dobbs. I think maybe you guys talked me into it. I think I'd put him first.
4: Oh yeah, you're going to go with Dobbs. Oh wow, I, oh wow. I mean, the, the, I feel like in the offseason we were trying to figure out who the Packers guy was going to be. I was big on Alan Lazard, but there's just been too many injuries. I feel like we still don't know when somebody is still going to emerge, but we just haven't had all the people healthy enough yet to where it was just whoever was healthy that week happened to be the guy with the most yards. We haven't really had all of them playing together. And if Watkins is now out for you know at least four weeks, and who knows what's going on with Christian Watson his hamstring, like Dobbs is going to have a lengthy opportunity here to actually like step up and be the guy.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, so we're all going with Dobbs. Okay, so we'll do a Dobbs a, a showdown time. All right, it is the
3: Romeo
4: Dobbs Dobbs showdown <laughs> time
3: hyphens he, did not even like register. It didn't is, register at all. Oh,
2: I'm looking, I'm looking at a k- trivia question. He's looking at the answer to the trivia question, DK. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm looking at the answers.
2: How else am I gonna get it right and come in third? Oh man. Like a good one. Uh, no sports I, one. I, all right. This is a great one. This is from Seth. Seth. We've gotten this one before. I don't remember the answer, and if you do go for it. How many years was the Hundred Years
3: War? <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. So,
4: <laughs> how many years was the 100 years war? Yeah. Is this like, this, in England
3: Jeopardy, in, in Jeopardy, they have like the dumb, stupid answers or whatever category, whatever it is, dumb answers, where it's like, literally the answer would be 100. <laughs> um, so, but I don't think that's this. No, it's not 100 years. Is it called
2: the 100 year war or the 100 years war? 100 I, I think that's Samantha. Is that really going to influence your answer? Just tell us
3: what it is. What's the official name? I'd like
2: to know the name of the war oh before God. I make my my The Hundred
3: Years War. Plural Plural. Years. Okay. Hundred yeah. Years War.
4: Because I think if, if, it was, if it was the 100-year war, I could see it being like 109. But, but 100 years war is now, to me, it's, it's like a wider range.
3: Two or 300 years. long.
4: I'm just going to go with like
2: 185. <laughs> 100 <laughs> oh, you think they're rounding up? To two hundred, and it's like a plural of hundred years—is like multiple. Just, I'm just saying
4: 185 years. years. I don't know. I have no idea.
2: Oh, I kind of thought they were rounding, like it was
3: 103. I'm gonna go with Make, 103. Okay. Oh my god! I'm just gonna say 100. Stupid answers.
4: <laughs> he literally, Ivan's already told you it's not 100. I
2: literally said that.
3: Well, i Price is writing you, so. Okay, that.
2: so your your price is writing me to get 101 and 10. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, the what answer, if it's less than 100, idiot? <laughs> uh, 116 years. Okay. Oh, all right.
3: That wasn't as like weird as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I don't know if that warrants <laughs> the question, but okay. Oh no. I mean, it's like, yeah, it was over a hundred years. So that makes sense. They
4: just so, didn't want to call it the 116 year war. a very logical war. answer. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Have it, tell us what you know about the hundred years war. Uh, well, it was
2: between England and France. Okay. And is it, is that? Is that what led to the Treaty of Westphalia? No idea. Was that a different war?
3: Is that like super a... Super important treaty. That's like a, camp- a camper van car that you can take into the woods and sets into a tent? The Treaty of Westphalia?
2: The Treaty of Westphalia is super important. That's what ended... I mean, that's what created the modern world. That's, that's what led to nation states. Really? You ever see that Monty Python sketch about the Hundred Years' War? It's pretty incredible. Hugh Laurie's in it. It's amazing. Heifetz Sneaky knows more about history than DK. That's
4: definitely false. I don't know. DK is like, don't <laughs> step on my dad That's, corner.
3: No, I I'm, I'm literally, it's just objectively false. I
4: don't know. But. I feel like Heifetz is always pulling out a lot of history nuggets. <laughs> step your game up, DK. All
2: right. Okay, so I get Romeo Dobbs. So, DK, history guy. <laughs> nice. Are you going to take Zay
4: Jones? Yeah, I'll stick with Zay Jones. I'm going to go with... I'm And I'm, I'm only going to do this because... I got two guys. If you're playing for next week, I would take Marquez Valdez scaling. Um, I know that uh, he hasn't really done a lot, but he has seven targets in each of the last two games. And he's playing a ton. Mahomes missed him on a on a long pass this week. So I still think it's coming. He's like always on the field. And to me, it's like, if I can get a guy who's always on the field with Patrick Mahomes and no other receiver has really captured that that kind of lead role yet, I like MVS. He's 34% rostered in Yahoo. The other guy, man, I, I just, just, just for long-term, George Pickens, he's 40% yes. on Yahoo. He, You know, it's like, Trubisky's not going to be the quarterback forever. And, and I personally feel that they should start, they have to start Kenny Pickett this week or it's going to be a disaster because have you looked at the Steelers' schedule for the next like 10 weeks? It is, I think, the hardest schedule in football. They play the Jets this week. Here it is after the Jets. They play. In order, the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Saints, the Bengals, and then the Colts. Jeez, they're gonna be they're gonna be like two and eight for sure. They're gonna lose all those games. So do Mitch you want do you want them to wait to start picket though? Like, no, are you a little bit worried? I don't because I, I don't think you can plop them in against the Bucks or the Eagles. I, you got to play them right now against the Jets. Like, have them play a game against an average. Yes. Otherwise, but do you want to feed know,
2: him to the Wolves behind this horrible offensive line and stunt his development for a team that ultimately is not going to go anywhere anyway?
4: I just think I'd rather have him play 13 games this year than five. Yeah, yeah,
3: dude. I was watching. I, I was. I went back and I was watching Jordan Addison, who was his top receiver last year, who is now playing for USC, and he's one of the. He's going to be one of the top receivers in the draft this next year, and it just got me so excited for fucking Pickett to actually be a starter this year, dude. Trubisky is just—he's so bad. He's so bad. They cannot win with him. They have so much talent at receiver. They need exactly. to try. Something they also else.
4: have so much talent. Full stop. Like if the Steelers... Here's the thing though, interest- would you
2: play Pickens if Trubisky's still the starter? Because I agree with you that Pickens is... obvious. I mean, the, the catch on Thursday night is probably going to be and will remain the catch of the year that Pickens probably. made.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's again, he, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, they're playing the Jets, so there's a chance that he has his best game so far, which isn't really saying much. I mean, he hasn't had more than seven targets in a game. I just know he's extremely talented. He plays about three-fourths of the snaps. But if the Steelers... Have any interest in trying to sniff a playoff spot or go over five hundred this year? To me, they need to put in Kenny Pickett sooner rather than later.
3: Pickett's plays like ninety-seven percent of snaps. He's like he's in there like every play. He oh, I, I thought pick. it
4: was like I thought it was like under a little under eighty, but maybe I, I misread that.
3: Let me double check my math here. But uh, I thought that I'd seen like he's basically just running wind sprints like <laughs> all season, um, and it's just got to be so frustrating for him to let's see here his snap rate. Yeah, you're right. 74%. I, don't know where I mean, I got that's 90. still not bad, though. But, man, he's just, like, might be the most talented receiver
4: on the Steelers, maybe, like, in the AFC North. So, I don't know. It's, it's a good thing to have that a guy that talented on your team, I think, while you still can.
2: Other receivers include uh, Devontae Parker for the Patriots, who had, like, the best game he's had in quite some time. I can't believe Craig didn't with bring this up already.
4: No, Mac Jones is probably not going to play. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Uh, that's the thing. It's like, are you really gonna bet? First of all, if Jacoby Myers comes back, and Mac Jones was totally healthy. How would you feel? But the combo of what if Jacoby Myers comes back mixed with, you know, Mac Jones not playing, it's like, man, you're really gonna try to go with Devontae Parker twice? It's like, sure that could work, but you don't want to bet on it.
3: No, Michael Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup. Well, he. I think be Michael returning. Gallup is a great stash. He's not gonna play. He's a stash. Court. He's a stash. But like, I don't
2: know court. if I would. Play Michael Gallup in his first game back. You probably want to see how that goes. You might get eased in, but you definitely want to see. You know, if he's on your bench, you know, if he's available, you can, you know, stash him on your bench. Mm-hmm. Josh Palmer for the Chargers. He had almost 100 yards. Palmer. Keenan Allen returning might mess this up, but Jalen Guyton, one of their other players, is hurt. Or his ACL. He, he very, yeah, so he's out. I don't know. Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer don't do exactly the same things, but there's more options there. But none is great. Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills had a great game. Your guy Sterling Shepard is playing yep. tonight. Yep. Exactly, Kyle Phillips for the Titans. He's is all deeper. It's like Jacoby Myers more is still still
3: addable with Mac Jones out. I feel like Jacoby Myers is just automatic.
2: I don't think. I think Jacoby Myers is mostly rostered. I don't. Think who is Jacobi the Myers Who is, is the like, Pats backup there. quarterback?
3: Uh, Brian Hoyer. Oh right, yeah, he's still, still around. Unbelievably, so uh, yeah, you're right. Myers is 49% rostered on Yahoo, so that's probably. It's probably not out there, but if he is, I want, he's worth a
4: lot. All of the like 15 year backup quarterbacks in the NFL should start a podcast. I would listen to that. I want like Chase Daniel, <laughs> Brian Hoyer, and Mike Glennon to just. Just talk about it up. what
3: they do with their money.
4: <laughs> talk about all like collectively, they've probably been on every team in the league. I just love to hear stories about like which team was better, which team was worse. It'd be great.
3: Yeah, that is funny. All
4: right. Tight end targets. Wait, before we get to tight end, oh. it's hilarious that we haven't mentioned the guy. This man this man is 14th in the league in receiving yards and is the leading receiver for his football team, and is 2% oh, roster. Oh, Matt Collins for the yeah. Raiders? No, <laughs> we're just like no, nah, oh, well, we're good.
2: But here's the thing: Renfro is out. <laughs> we we refuse to acknowledge his existence.
3: Yeah, I don't understand the stat Collins. line, and I refuse to acknowledge it.
2: Yeah, I guess yeah. Sure, you could add Matt Collins. Sure, but you know, I mean, it's I just like what? it's
4: 240 <laughs> yards so far
2: this year. Yeah, yeah, her, her.
3: Her, Eh? <laughs> Bland, top tight end targets. Is he funny or something? <laughs> Speaking of bleak,
2: we thought running back was bleak. Tight end, yeah. boy. DK, do you want to take your victory lap and just take Tyler Conklin here and sure. just, just dance? <laughs> take on another one. I'm taking a second yeah.
3: victory lap. Tyler Conklin, bitch.
4: This is a massive showdown we have coming up because after Conklin, it's it's we're in deep water after
3: Conklin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler Conklin, to reiterate. He catches 84 yards in week three. He's the uh, he tight end is, on the Jets, by the way. I don't know if a lot of people know that. <laughs>
4: he's
3: yeah. not exactly a famous Well, you player. would have if you listened to me. Um, <laughs> just saying,
4: if people are just tuning in, he's on the Jets.
3: <laughs> he's either the tight end three or tight end four, depending on the format, I believe, uh, in on the year. So, I mean, that's all I really need to say.
4: He has, like, a lot of ridiculous, weird, fun statistics about him. Like, he's the only tight end this season with over 200 offensive snaps. He's let all tight ends and routes run. He's second most in catches among tight ends, third in in targets. Like, dude, it's great.
3: Garbage time points count. Turns out,
4: yeah. But the fantasy Grim Reaper Zach Wilson is probably going to show up this week, so things Uh, might change. I
3: know that's why I'm trying to get all my. That's why I'm getting all my victory laps in right now because he's probably going to go back to obscurity and and irrelevance if Zach Wilson starts playing again. Which it sounds like he's going to start playing again this weekend.
2: Well, we'll find out within. We'll find out by Wednesday. We'll know Zach Wilson's playing. So, but yeah, either way, you can play. To be clear, like. Joe Flacco
3: is the king of checkdowns. Uh, like Brees Hall has like twenty five targets in the last two <laughs> weeks, just because Joe Flacco just fucking checks it down automatically. It's like I'm not even gonna bother looking downfield; I'm just gonna check it down.
2: All right, so we got Tyler Conklin. I hope I win this and take him from DK so badly. <laughs> All you right, can ha-
4: you can have him. I already have my fun. You, you both need to be bonked about Tyler Conklin. It is the Tyler Conklin showdown time. Yeah, Heifetz has just completely. His arms are. (laughs) He just refuses
3: to
2: have fun. No, looking for trivia questions. I got one from Andre. Andre. Uh, Andre notes that he likes how we had the point about there's no wonder anymore in the world because anything you wonder, you just Google and find out immediately. (laughs) And so talking about back in high school, you know, random weekends, him and his friends would argue a lot, and this is the question that they argued the most about. Mm, I like this. How many thirty packs of beer can you fit in an Olympic sized swimming? pool? <laughs> thirty, which packs. is the sec, which is really two questions because first you kind of have to figure out how big an Olympic sized swimming pool is. I know is. that I was actually more curious about that.
4: I I don't know. I, know. How, I have no idea how big an Olympic. I'm trying to imagine. They're one. big. They're big.
2: Wow. Like how many lanes all are all they? the they're Michael like, Phelps records? They're like
4: ten lanes
2: wide. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, it a hundred meters? It's like the whole point of Michael, like. Remember those thing is gonna race to St. Paul? I'm trying to remember. Is it it's aren't they fifty meters long? Fifth? That's not, yeah. Because the hundred meters two ways back, right? right it's their okay. back. Fifty meters. Okay. How deep are
3: they? Oh <laughs> man,
2: deep. I don't know. They're, they're really deep. deep. Even
3: uh, if we do the exact dimensions, we wouldn't even fucking get close. <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> like we're wasting time guessing. These <laughs> uh,
2: fifty meters. But is it? It's not a square. Uh,
3: how many thirty maybe. packs? I'm ha- I'm having trouble even picturing what a thirty pack looks like. God, know. you're old. What going to say? What? Well, it looks like I don't ever buy 30 packs anymore. I don't we know. You so. don't know in the what they ages? look like? They look like a big block of cans. I know what, I know what they look like. I'm just trying to picture like, exactly how big they are. Like, that's weird because like, I remember like three
2: seconds ago you said you don't remember what they look like. That's not what I meant. I, I meant like I'm trying to picture <laughs> how big they are.
3: I know what a fucking like pack of beer looks like. I'm not dipshit. <laughs> Oh my! But it's also so it's also irrelevant because even if I did know the exact dimensions of a thirty pack of beer, it wouldn't matter because I'm still going to just guess a wild number.
2: All right,
4: so the number we're gonna we're gonna guess X amount of thirty packs. Is that how we're gonna say it? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's how you got to do it.
4: All right, I, I I I guess I'm ready. I don't know. This is gonna I fig-
2: I have figured out a formula here. Oh, I know.
4: Heavens, always he's like, if it's a hundred feet long and you multiply it by you know eight rows up times twenty. All right, we got to say it at the same time.
2: All right, three, two, one. Thirty-five thousand. 30, wow, that was really close. <laughs> what did you guys say? I said forty thousand. You said thirty-five. Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah, I said ten. Oh, ten thousand. 10, 10, ten feels low. Okay.
2: I. <laughs> no, do you think people ever listen to this part of the show? And like, I can't believe I take advice from these people on anything. The answer is two hundred and twenty thousand. <laughs> That's two hundred twenty thousand.
3: Holy shit! Racks. You know That's what's funny? Lot.
4: I've been so shamed and and I'm so gun shy because of Danny Heifetz. He's like completely altered my brain chemistry whether doing <laughs> I'm so nervous to be way off on something. The first thing I thought of when this question in your brain. was asked in my head, the first number that popped in my head was 200,000. And I was like, there's no way Heifetz is gonna destroy me if I go that high. So I was like, all right, let's
2: let's Why? You I'm, am I that mean? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's look in the I mean, mirror you, for old Danny. I don't know if mean is the right word. Uh, Critical. You just like very strongly need to be correct.
4: Horrible. I don't know what the word you want. <laughs>
3: Insufferable. <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Cruel. Oh,
2: man. Well, all right. So after all that, merciless. Luckily, me being such a horrible person. In the way of nature. I have one the I have won now because I've I've bullied you off your spot. So what do I I get Tyler Conklin? Nice. My spoils for being an asshole. <laughs> My spoils. Craig, you get to pick next tight end. Oh God. Give me Hayden Hurst on the Bengals. Um
4: he's 22% rostered. He was kind of banged up this week, so he didn't really do anything. But before that, he's actually playing pretty well. They were also up huge this week against the Jets. So he didn't really play in the second half because like I said, he was beat up. Um playing Thursday against the Dolphins. I, I don't know if he's going to be healthy. I'm assuming he will be. Um, but he's run 110 routes, which is the third most for a tight end this year. So he's, like, always in the field. So, uh, yeah, give, give me Hayden Hurst. Again, not a lot to choose from. <laughs> he's
2: on the field a lot is, like, he's like <laughs> as much as you can ask for sometimes. And he's good at catching.
3: Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, that's that'll do. DK, scrape the bottom of the barrel here. What do yeah. you got? You got with us uh, Tyler Conklin once. Do it again. Evan Ingram for the Jags, who... Did not have a big game this last week. I believe he had a touchdown get called back. He didn't like fully catch it. I could have missed that as I was trying to watch like nine games at once. But um, he had, he runs a route. The important thing about Evan Ingram is he runs a route on 97% of the team's dropbacks this year, which is really great for a tight end. His, his target rate hasn't caught up to that like usage yet. He's only got a 14% target rate. So that's not great. Um, but I still think he's going to be a big part of this offense. He's going to be one of the top like, three or four pass catchers in this offense. And Trevor Lawrence looks awesome. So I just kind of want to bet on what Trevor Lawrence can do this year. So I'm going with Evan Ingram for the Jags. He's 26% rostered.
2: If I threw Irv Smith from the Vikings and David Njoku for the Browns into this mix, would you guys take those two dudes over who you guys already picked?
3: Well, Njoku yeah. for sure. I would take he he was over the limit. For- and Njoku's only a third rostered in ESPN. Okay. Well, I would take him, I would take him for sure over Ingram. We still haven't quite figured out,
4: like, what to do. Like, if somebody's... I mean, Njoku's over 50% in Yahoo. At a certain point, even if there's a disparity between one and the other, if they're so high in one, I, I kind of disqualify them in my head, but...
3: Are there, like, 200,000 leagues on ESPN that are just, like, no has no has have no players on their teams, or what? Yeah, they must. I mean, you know, all I,
4: Well, this is how... You, yes, DK, you know why? Because uh, the only way that I can look up player ownership Percentages in in ESPN yes. is you have to join a league. So I joined some fake ass <laughs> league that I have never looked at once, some public league, and I'm probably <laughs> screwing up all the percentages.
2: Yeah. Wait, what did you do the draft? Did you auto draft?
4: Oh, I have I didn't even look. I auto draft.
2: Do you think your auto how's your auto draft team doing compared to your real leagues?
4: Well, I just drafted it like two days ago, so.
2: I'm looking at Welcome it right into now. the process, everybody. This is how Craig gets his ownership numbers from ESPN.
4: That's the only <laughs> way to do it. You have to just leaders. join a public league. It sucks. I got my homes, though, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, quarterbacks for the week. It, I mean, it's not like anyone having Mac Jones is, like, screwed now. It's like, no, anyone's depending on Mac Jones for their fantasy team. I will say, Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars is amazing. I think that the Jags playing the Eagles this week. The Eagles defense has just been pretty fantastic so far. So even if Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a great game this week, I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good going forward. Uh, we'll see if he's just like actively better than like pr- probably encroaching on the Rodgers and Brady tier. I think that uh, Rodgers and Brady will both get better. This season goes along too, but Trevor Lawrence is out there. Jameis. Jameis would be probably more of a recommendation because he's just chucking the ball. But the fact that Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are both hurt right now, we don't know Jarvis Landry's high ankle sprain, Michael Thomas is a toe injury. Honestly, maybe we should have recommended Jawan Johnson and the Saints, the tight end, just mm-hmm. in case, you know, Can you I know, toss Thomas a quarterback down here? Yeah. Jared Goff,
4: 45% roster playing the Seahawks. Seahawks defense? Dude, the Seahawks defense is atrocious. And not only that, Jared Goff right now is the 11th highest scoring quarterback in
3: fantasy football.
4: Is he? Yes, he is. Cough. Lions are putting up points every week and they're playing Seattle,
3: so not bad. I can't, I can't even explain how bad, I can't explain to you how bad this Seahawks' defense is. They can't stop anything.
2: Marcus Mariota for the Falcons too. If you need like a real hold your nose, you probably don't because I don't think there's that many injuries this week. There's no bye weeks yet, but Marcus Mariota just generally for the Falcons. He's fine. He runs. I kind of like, there.
3: I like starting him because he's got a little bit of like the sneaky running ability and everything. Um and they're probably going to be playing behind most of the season. Here's a sneaky one. Jacoby Brissett, who's been balling out. Wow. How about that? You're going to play He's him? Playing the Falcons. I mean, Maybe two QB really Are you going to play Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, especially in a two, two QB league. Probably not in a one QB league.
2: In a one Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's any reason to roster Jacoby Brissett in one QB But yeah, if,
4: if for all you the two QB slash super flexors out there... Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Geno Smith is 9% roster. They're playing Detroit. He had 300 yards and two touchdowns He's actually
3: looked pretty solid. You know. Yeah.
4: uh, Ryan Tannehill is now all of a sudden plummeted to 16% roster roster ownership, whatever that word is. They're playing the Colts. Tannehill had that horrific week too, but other than that, he's had 19 points in the other two games.
2: Yeah. All these guys suck, let's be honest. (laughs) What are we doing here?
0: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
2: Defenses, speaking of which, my, not a great week to stream defenses. Uh, honestly, probably hold on to whatever you got. Like, that's how I'll start and end <laughs> this week. It's like the, the defenses that just are rostered. Yeah. The defenses that are rostered, generally speaking, just have the better matchups. I mean, you could play the Titans defense and kind of hope that, you know, the Colts, Matt Ryan is obviously, I mean, Matt Ryan had like seven fumbles in a nine quarter span this season. The Colts offensive line just has trouble communicating. It's really weird. Like Jonathan Taylor is just missing. Like when I say missing blocks, I mean like going to the wrong side of the line to block a guy and like, like this is stuff you see in college or high school. It's really weird to see in the NFL. The like they're just giving up easy sacks. It's very odd. So you can hope the Titans get some of those, the giants and the bears play each other. We're talking before Monday night football right now, but like, you know, that just seems like, you know, a really sad game. You could just bet on a defense for, but overall. I wouldn't be so quick to give up the defense you've got this week unless, I mean, you know, you have, like, the Ravens and you're facing the Bills, something like that. Probably would stick with what you got. I think that's a good call. You want to do a couple emails? Sure. Yeah. This is very funny. Uh, so a couple episodes ago, I can't keep track. We asked if it was so deranged that we asked all the people who were listening to, to us for the first time to email us. <laughs> yeah.
3: I assumed it was no one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we assumed we were just too unhinged quite a few thank you to everybody who emailed us and we really appreciate it i want to read one from wendy wendy wendy
3: wendy if you're if you're listening for the second time we do that as a, it's just a tradition we say the name
2: yeah it's it. like a thing we say their name <laughs> one of us forgets to say the name and we don't do it every time it's much funnier when we don't explain it mm. and it's not funny to do okay it, so, so i so just weird. ruined everything okay let's get yeah, it okay Wendy says, good news, I made it to the end of my first Ringer Fantasy Football podcast. Bad news, my boyfriend and I flew from Chicago to Chapel Hill for a wedding. He was a groomsman. But instead of attending the wedding, we spent Friday in the UNC emergency room, he was in a suit, to find out that I have a kidney infection. Oh, no. He he graciously introduced me to the podcast on our way to Pizza Hut once I was released. Takeaways are, the Bears (laughs) absolutely can continue to be this bad. And two, (laughs) she also says, morphine is amazing. Can you imagine
4: she gets out of the ER and she's like, I'm starving. Can we go somewhere? He's like, yeah, let's go to Pizza Hut. And hold on before we do that. Let's not chat about how you're doing. I'm going to fire up your the first episode of the Ringer Fantasy Football
3: show. Do you he think she graciously grac- introduced me to the podcast.
2: She's like, man, my lower back hurts. He's like, quiet. They're about to get to their next award. Do you think that she will continue to listen to us when she is no longer on morphine?
4: No wonder she liked the show.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> she won't remember it after that yeah
2: oh that's good thank you for listening got an email from Nick on SoFi Stadium Nick, Nick. remember when we were like why is this like I, he basically says I'm an architect who specializes in roofing systems the main misconception mi- misconception SoFi is it has a dome there is no dome it's a canopy made mm, out of lightweight ETFE panels which weigh 1% of what glass weighs oh wow with wow. little holes in them so they can open and close the holes not connected to the walls of the structure Hmm. There's your answer. Okay, it's not it's a roof.
3: Still, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It still felt like a greenhouse in there when I was in there. Um, but this how many times? This I is like you've been there one
2: time, and I was there with you, and I don't remember any of the things you remember about it.
3: It was hot. That's what I remember. Craig,
2: weren't you at this? Uh, I, you've been to so far. I don't remember it being hot
4: at all. No, I don't either. And you guys went during you went to Super Bowl in February. It's I went in like October.
2: <laughs> Dickie, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was wearing a jacket the whole day.
3: Let's look it up. Let's let's check the tape. Let's see how hot it was on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to pull up the game book. because I'm this Doesn't actually, change. Now I'm just It curious. was hot.
2: But I don't remember going into the stadium and being like it it's was, hotter like, now. Sticky and sweaty in there. Hold on. I think you just live in Washington and came to Los Angeles.
3: Well, yeah, obviously.
4: You're That's... like how you're like the Bills when they played the Dolphins last week.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> on you the was ground like, like <laughs> I was <laughs> not <laughs> on the top of my game cuz it was so fucking hot in there
2: oh, that makes sense because that was the only time you were actually outside when you're in Los Angeles. All the other times you come to lay, you're inside in air conditioning.
4: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this this canopy allows for them to be much more energy efficient than a dome while also providing cooler temperatures, though not as much as a dome.
2: Yeah, DK noticed that. I got one more that I'm going to read to vindicate DK because I feel like we just kind of shredded them a little. Got an incredible email from Remember, this is a couple weeks ago. Remember when you were talking about Kyler Murray's Scramble and you were so mad at the camera operators for Zooming in too much?
3: Yes. And I kind of just made fun of you.
2: I couldn't believe you guys were talking about cinematography. Well, well, we got an email from an NFL cinematographer. Oh, really? I was a communications major in college and I worked as a camera operator for the athletic department for football and basketball games that were broadcast on ESPN+. First of all, DK, absolutely right. The Zoom was atrocious. We're taught to essentially (laughs) make a triangle. Between the ball and sideline and the defense, and just keep it that way. If you're on camera one, minimal zooming. Some other camera is going to have the hero shot that they'll cut to when they need to. That is not your job. Secondly, NFL camera ops wanted to be Roger Deakins' comment. Hilarious because of how wrong it is. Broadcasting people actually kind of hate film people, at least from my experience. That I think is alone just kind of hilarious. I love that there's like a little like jocks nerds thing going on between the camera people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we don't want to Jackson. be we,
4: we don't want to be Roger Deakins. We don't want to be filming Blade Runner. Okay.
3: I I still get like angry just thinking about that. Just take your take your finger off the zoom button, guy. I want to see what's going on. One ambitious cameraman
4: in the NFL. I want to find out who that guy was. Hire him,
3: Craig. You know, like smash zoom where like. You zoom in, but then everything else like, looks like it's coming closer to you, like the, the, like the effect that they use in movies. Yes, it's called a Jaws shot. That is the colloquial term for Jaws that. Jaws shot.
4: Yes, that it was first invented in Jaws. Um, uh, but it's in a bunch of other movies too, yeah. It's when you, it's when you um, the camera pushes in, but the lens zooms out. So yes. uh, it changes the kind of the, the, like the depth of field of the frame, but it looks like the, the background is getting closer to you, but the character that you're looking at stays in the same
3: place. Cool shot. I think that's what he was going for. Yeah, probably he was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it was 82 degrees on Super Bowl Sunday. That's hot to me. I don't care How, what you guys think. It was think. what, 80? 82 degrees. 82. That's <laughs> In February. And inside the stadium, a solid 90. Because of the, inside, inside the, of the greenhouse. greenhouse.
2: Yeah. I just think I I I don't even know what to say to that. Well, then you don't have to say anything. I'm just telling you the fact. Cool. All right. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to um, people who do the weather, whoever controls that. Thank you, 3 million. Oh, no, I said his name. You got to bleep that out again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, you know who's going to be doing the bleeping who we have to thank us? Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse, for production help. Thank you for all the bleeping, man. I just, man, I would not be good with the whole, you know.
3: I don't mean documents, so Mike, I? would definitely
4: swear on air accidentally if I ever got to broadcast the game. I'd drop like four. Oh god, dude! Fire. Every
3: time I'm on the radio, I'm like deathly afraid that I'm going to swear for some reason because I swear a lot.
2: It's all I think about when I do the radio. hits. okay. Don't,
3: like, swear, don't swear. Don't swear. Don't
4: f- swear. Don't swear. FCC
2: I know. Podcast has made us so relaxed. <sighs> a little too, too relaxed. relaxed. Everyone yes. thinks this, we're at minute whatever this is of the podcast. Like God, wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. We did the thank email. Thank you, email
3: wait, email me if you were at the Super Bowl and you thought it was hot. Okay. Thank what? you, Dr. Dre, for the email your me if you halftime. were at the Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: email me if you were at the Super
4: Bowl and thought it was hot. If you agree that it was hot. Just and just can the email just say I was at the Super Bowl and I thought it was hot. Just so <laughs> 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 what the fuck, man? This is ridiculous.
3: Haifitz is choosing yet again to argue it's completely inane thing that it was not. I don't know at how this is inane.
2: What about this is inane?
3: You're you're trying to like. Argue that it wasn't hot on an 82 degree day. No,
2: you're saying it's you're saying greenhouse. You're saying it's hotter in the building.
3: That yes, and I don't think you. We can have prove no that it way wasn't. of
2: knowing what the temperature <laughs> was inside SoFi
4: Stadium on that day.
2: I can't confirm. I'm just saying I was wearing a jacket in the press box, and yeah, I don't remember weird being really hot.
3: Weird choice. That's all. Uh, did you hear me thank Dr. Dre for his excellent halftime performance? He was I sweating did, yeah, his ass yeah, off. Look at him.
2: He I mean, was doing something.
3: He, he was, was in performing. Right, he's, he's old.
2: <laughs> also,
4: shouts out Rihanna. Super yeah. cool! Oh my god, yeah, yeah Rihanna. Kind of doing the halftime show. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Nothing like Rihanna. R- oh, also, DK, you want to talk about hot? We're gonna be in Phoenix this year, so whew.
3: yeah, get ready for that. Keep the roof shut.
4: Yeah, damn straight. Hopefully, that whole
3: that roof isn't gets, a canopy. Craig, it gets cold in the desert at night, though. Thank God. Of course, it starts at like three thirty, so that that's not gonna help. I've only been to Arizona once, and it was
4: unpleasant. We should cut all of this
3: No Disagree Leave it Jesse Alright goodbye everyone